What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. Welcome to Streamiverse, a 10-minute podcast rooted entirely in spite. We used to be a podcast about Quibi, but they sent us a cease and desist. So now we talk about everything that streams. Quibi's not the only game in town, honey. We're all stuck at home for the foreseeable future, so let's watch some trash together. Here's what's going on today in the Streamiverse. I have, well, that brings up something interesting to me, which is like, we've talked about how, yes, we want the screenshots. We want to be able to cast so we can watch punked with our loved ones at home on a big screen TV. But like, what else? Those are two things. If you, and I know this is putting you on the spot, but like, what to you are other things that Quibi could do to sort of turn the tides? I always mention that I think that I think they need to rebrand a little because like clearly the app isn't isn't an interactive app yet. No. Maybe they'll yeah. try some, maybe some shows will be, but it's not. And I think that's yeah. a big problem on the internet, right? So yeah. I always say they need to rebrand their social and their marketing to be more self-aware. Yeah. And just like, I know, like, it might be unfair, but I look at their Twitter and I just cringe, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And it just reeks of like, you got, this is like boomers. It's boomers doing it. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like, you know, it's it's like it, it reminds me of when the Lakers got Carl Malone and Gary Payton and they were like, whatever, we'll just get all the best players. Yeah, they're a little old, but we'll win. And they didn't. It just doesn't work like that. <laughs> so, yeah. like, yeah, I think one thing they could do and I and I don't know if they are doing this, but I think they could sort of try to reinvent storytelling in a way that's like because the turnstile to me was an interesting proposition when I saw how truly limited it was, I was like, this is just kind of nothing. Mm -hmm. But if, for example, um, you're watching one of their scripted shows, like when the streetlights go on or whatever that one's called, if you were to turn that, that show horizontal or vertical, and you were given access to a whole nother world of content, if you were able to say, follow those characters on their social media platforms and branch out, that might be mm, something yeah. that could be very interesting. Um, and I think, but like big, big things to break the mold of shows. I think like when you look at these shows, even like, I think that, uh, what's the one with, with Micah Monroe, the, Oh, the stranger, the stranger could have been something, but it just wasn't. And she's such a good director. And like, mm-hmm. she, those actors are so good. Yeah. And like, felt like oh this is the limitations of it if if i if i could turn the phone and access a new part of the story that changes everything yeah if i could yeah. turn turn the phone and change character point of views that would change everything i know that's so hard to do i don't know how to do it but you know the question was what i think would be cool yeah. i think yeah totally and that's the thing cool. is like something like you described would be the revolutionary product that we were yeah. all hoping quippy would yeah. be right. So, yeah. yes, it's hard, but being a being a revolutionary product is going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, <And that's, laughs> if, if, I, if I could turn the phone and then interact with the characters, whoa. If I could turn the phone and choose which character I want to follow, whoa. Yeah. Now you're talking about stuff that's like, I've never seen that. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's how they and were... Like, you can't even... Oh, uh, that's how they were selling it originally. Like, I... Yeah. Before... Like, we started the podcast before Quibi launched, and they were you know, doing press conferences and doing wired talks and, you know, selling yeah. it on all these big ideas. And then when it finally launched, I, I started watching and I started flipping my phone and they just, it's just pan and scan. Like they just cropped it yeah. vertical or horizontal. I'm like, and then, and then like the, the vertical view 
felt like such an afterthought for all these productions. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. it's such an afterthought. That's like an opportunity to just like experiment. You know, you can you can always watch yeah. vertical. Everyone's used to watching vertical. Take take the I mean, uh, you can always watch horizontal, but like take the yeah. vertical aspect and just like fuck around you know like yeah you're spending money but like it's it's something new at least even if it fails it's better than it failing and being boring you know we had a joke me and the editors was like whenever we saw something a piece of content or whatever that was just whatever we'd say oh save it for the vertical Mm -hmm. like like, it's just nothing you know like it's slightly different camera angle it's it just feels like you it it aggravates me that thing I, i think that there's an opportunity there to bust the story wide open mm-hmm. and it's yeah. going to work and it's going to take writers that are better than me, but it's going to, they're going to have to fit. They can figure that out. It's, it, you know, that would be really something. Yeah. I mean, they just have so much money, which sets yeah. very high expectations. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I mean, why they get so much money? I don't know. <laughs> like, I think they should, I think they should give some of it. Back. <laughs> I think they should like, if yeah. they want to be a scrappy startup, they should actually yeah. be a scrappy startup. I think, yeah, they, they were a little bit of victim of their own kind of wealth and hubris and, and all that stuff. And that's, I think, why a lot of the creative community is like kind of wa- gleefully watching this. But I think at the end of the day, everyone has to root for Quibi because it's another buyer. It's another person in town that can make interesting content. So we all got to root for Quibi. We just have to root for them to start taking chances in a way that's that's really like totally different you know that they haven't done yet that i haven't seen yeah and you bring up something really interesting you say like we should root for quibi and rob and i have said we wanted we would love for quibi to succeed because then our podcast can go on (laughs) and we can talk about it so we have something to gain as well but i have noticed it's very rare for us to have people willing to go on the podcast to actually yeah. talk about Quibi because inevitably a little bit of shit is going to be talked, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's just, it's, um, do you find that at all? <laughs> like, yeah, obviously you're here. People, but... people yeah, are afraid I, of Katzenberg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not because I don't think he, there's a world where he gives a shit about me. Mm. So like, <laughs> that's a good I, attitude. I, I would be surprised. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if I'm on any of their radars, but like, you know, I, I think it's important to get the truth out here and like, they should know how we feel. They need to listen to the creative people in our industry and, and we're, we're all here to, to help. And like, we're here to help by like working and changing our stories around and, and putting in the work, but we have to feel, and I, I don't mean to speak for other people, but we have to feel like we're part of something that's interesting and innovative and that excites us I, I think that right now we're the vast majority of people that worked that have worked with Quibi are feeling like yeah that was just like an old school experience that's been placed in the new school and it's just kind of odd but I that's think so that, I- interesting that you say that because what you're describing is exactly how the audience feels mm-hmm. yeah yeah like it sounds like the creators are going through the same thing yeah. And but we just have the added incentive of we want it to work because we want another place to, to make stuff. Right. So the frustration, you know, like we we're dying for this thing to work, but but it, it just feels fundamentally flawed at this point. And and I don't you know, I don't obviously don't have the answers. I know that they have a good team. I know that that those the Brian and those people are smart. I, I hope they haven't. I, I what I hope is that the creative people in the industry 
don't resent Quibi for being so rich and for being a little bit out of touch and for giving LeBron James and Jennifer Lopez shows and not funny young comedians. But I, I hope that the creative class will come around and, and like them more because I'll tell you, I, I, there's a lot of resentment out there for them. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's possible, but I, I think maybe the creatives will come around to that. But like, I don't know if the audience not, will. Yeah. Not the audience. And they, why should they? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't have an invest, a vested interest in this. They just want to see good shit. Yeah. So like, you know, I also we, think like I, I can't think of a single person who if offered Quibi money and to make a show on Quibi would say no. Mm-hmm. No, you won't find one. And it's, you'll, and especially people that are outspoken, like, yeah, we'll take the check the minute they offer it. Mm. But, yeah. you know, that I think that people need to be more honest. I think that people should come on your podcast and be honest about what they want to see, because I think Quibi's smart enough to the people there to listen to that. I know they listen to the podcast. Yeah. They weren't smart <laughs> enough at first, that. but <laughs> after we blew up the yeah. cease and desist, they turned themselves We're around. We're just curious. We're curious, and we asked this to the other people who were involved with Quibi. Um, were you sent to us, or did you do this of your own volition? Volition, for sure. <laughs> okay, so you're not I, you're not a sacrificial. You're not man. a narc. I, no, <laughs> and I, the good thing about people like me is that they don't really. I'm not the creator of the show, and I'm not like I don't really deal with Quibi that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, you know, a little bit because there's when you're, you know, a little bit, but like. I, you know, I deal mostly with MTV, mostly with the studio. So I'm okay to be totally honest about this. And, you know, I don't think they give a shit about me, which, which I think is great. Yeah, you're going to be fine. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, one, this has been... Oh, I have a, one more question. Well, ahead, I have one more question. Okay, go okay, ahead. So, go ahead. so, with, you know, everything that's been happening lately, the pandemic has obviously um, completely fucked up their plans They've revised their budgets and they're trying to save money now and they're changing programming like with this new programming um, with like being budget friendly in mind. Like, what do you think they're going to lean into? But also, what do you think they should lean into? Should they be giving people like Agua Donkeys more of a chance or are you think they're going to keep leaning into these big celebs? I I have a feeling they're going to keep leaning into these big celebs if they're smart they're going to find a million off mm-hmm. and they're going to find, and they're, they're going to find young people on the internet that are creating uh, content that is endemic to the internet. That is not, you can't pipe in big Hollywood stuff. I hope to God, if I could give them one piece of advice, it would be Chrissy Teigen, Rashida Jones, LeBron James, Jennifer Lopez. They're fine. Let go. Let them do their own thing. Go find more aqua donkeys. That guy is a special creator go find a hundred more like him. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, that's exactly what I would say. And I would say not just in the scripted space in the reality space, mm-hmm. don't go for Kirby Jenner. That's, that's E yeah. like, don't right. work for me. Jenner worry about finding a new thing. That's totally new. I, I think I, it bothers me so much to see them just playing in a field that feels so safe. I'm sure they feel so safe, but the truth is the internet hates that shit. Yeah. We yeah. hate like, like they just it, the minute they feel like they're being spoon fed something, especially spoon fed these people that are like already such big stars, uh, they just they're going to be met with resentment the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's great advice. Yeah. 
Well, we'll, I, we'll see if I, they take it. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, if, if, if you're listening, first and foremost, hire me again. Second and second most. Good luck. Please turn it around. <laughs> uh, well, that's sort of our point of view, too. We don't want to be hired by them, but we do. Yeah. We are trying to help them. We're trying to save them now. We're trying to give them free advice. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much. This yeah. has been the longest interview we've done. Yeah. Usually we cut you guys loose after three, 30 minutes. <laughs> but thank you. You had so much great stuff to share. Yeah. And I could for a long time. You guys are awesome. Please keep doing what you're doing. It's, uh, it's, it's just so fun to listen to. And you guys are just great. So thanks so much for having me. Appreciate well, you, man. Thank you. And yeah, thanks for taking the time. All right, guys. Have a Take great it easy. Thanks. You too. Oh, shoot. We ran out of time. But don't worry. We'll be back every weekday for the rest of your lives. To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Streamyverse. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite stream millionaires. See you in the streamy.